purple mountain, majesty. Sup, God? What's happening? <laughs> that was quite the intro. Yeah, it's a well, it's our, our second holiday episode. It's Thanksgiving, man. Oh, yes, the greatest American holiday. How could I forget? Is it the greatest American holiday? I mean, I would say it's probably the most neutral American holiday. Um, it definitely doesn't have any religious aspects to it. It's very American. Yeah. Uh, it's also very American in the fact that it's a sham. Okay. Well, let's get into that. Uh, sure. Well, if, sidebar is, uh, what about the 4th of July? That seems more American. Well, the 4th of July uh, is actually more accurate and makes more sense. It's a very simple thing. The reason why you have fireworks on the 4th of July is because, you know, there were cannons back then. You're Bombs not gonna... bursting in air and all that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so kind of a more clear one-to-one relationship. Yes. Okay. You're, you're celebrating the independence of your country and you're blowing stuff up. Bing, bang, boom. Right. Just, it's that easy. It's, it's hyper-American. Mm-hmm. Um, Even the colors are America's flag. It's like there's no screwing that up. There's no misunderstanding that. Sure, there's no misunderstanding it. Yeah. And it is probably... The holiday that has translated the best throughout history. Is it? Either well, you mean stayed the same or just... Stayed the uh, same. Held up. Oh, I see. Held up, okay. stayed the same, had the same intentions. Uh-huh. You know, it's freedom. Um, Thanksgiving is maybe the most messy. Uh-huh. Has probably the most complicated history. It's got some good things. You know, Thanksgiving actually existed way before America adopted it. And it, and it was actually... How does that make sense? Well, because Thanksgiving was a church thing that was about giving thanks to God. And it, was, it wasn't so much that you fasted during this time, but you were in church so much during that time that you couldn't eat. I'm having trouble following the logic here because it seems like then they just copied and pasted our relations with the Native Americans onto it and then made it about... I don't even know what it's about. You're right. It's really obscure. They're completely unrelated. Well, I'll tell you what, like now. Yes. Now I associate it with family and with being with your family and giving thanks and and thanks mostly for the good things you have in your life and your family. There's this whole other, we grow up and it's about turkeys and buckled shoes. and pilgrims. Pilgrims. The religious extremists. And sitting at a long table and everybody getting along. So I think that kind of translates to the family all getting along. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I go to wherever I go every Thanksgiving, we don't talk about, you know, settlers. When you're talking about about the family getting together and Thanksgiving being about peace. Yeah, that's what it seems so like So the good history of Thanksgiving is that's actually what the intentions were. But that didn't come until the end of the Civil War. Okay. Yeah. So Thanksgiving um, was lost to history for a very long period of time this dinner the the native americans and the pilgrims um that uh, happened once and then everyone forgot about it and then when the country was divided um sarah hale had a very intense letter writing campaign and she wrote abraham lincoln being like listen man country's not doing well we got a lot of problems people don't like each other so they did this campaign to make thanksgiving a holiday And the goal was to unite the North and the South. So it was an ad. In 1863, the original Thanksgiving happened in 1621. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of the one we remember, we celebrate. Well, it's a story that you made. I'm going to tell you this very sad truth. Okay. 
Your history books, maybe 15% accurate. Has anyone told you that you're kind of a thing ruiner? Sure. Yeah, I'm also a thing creator. I guess that balances itself out. That's an unassailable point. I mean, I guess I ruin the terrible fog you have over your eyes, pretending like history was this wonderful playground not full of grave robbing and, you know, Well, you, you, you tend to come in here and, you know, spit truth, as it were, but it sort of yeah. comes off a little Noam Chomsky-y where it's sort of cantankerous, and I'm not sure if everybody appreciates that. I sort of like stories, so... Yeah. Well, would you like to believe that these nice people called the Pilgrims came over and saw their Native American buddies and they're like, hey, thank you so much for teaching us how to make corn. Yeah, Let's why have a feast. I, I would love to believe that. Why wouldn't that be nice? Well, listen, you can believe whatever you want. Doesn't make it true. Okay, so what's the truth? Oh, the truth about what happened? Or is this a podcast long thing we're going to have to get into with Drew? Okay. No, no, no. I, I... I'll give you the, the very brief summary of the truth of what happened. Okay, here we go. It's probably going to be a snark-laden blurb. Well, history is written by mostly assholes that are hiding what really went on because they want history to remember them better. Mm. And that's fine. You know, they're the loudest voices in the room. It makes sense that their stories get passed along. They have the strongest arms with which to grab their pens. Exactly. Yeah. Good people... They're not interested in, well, first of all, manufacturing the truth. And, and as you said, people love the candied, sugarfied version of things. Yeah, it makes a person feel good. Sure. So if you had a good person who wrote about what really happened, nobody would read that book because they're like, oh, that's depressing. I don't want to hear about that. Mm. I don't want to hear about the fact that everybody starved and the first thing they did when they got here was rob graves so they can eat. You you're, know. You're, you're really on this robbed graves thing, so that's a... That's a Thanksgiving tradition? I, I get shocked by a lot of things that humans do. Mm. When you see somebody robbing a grave, you don't think they're going to eat the food that was in there. Where did that come from? What? They, they buried uh, the Native Americans. They, they buried their dead with food. Oh. Yeah. Just old corn cobs and... Sure, yeah. And then when the pilgrims came, you know, they, that's, they didn't know how to make anything. So, so, so the pilgrims... Wait, they, were, they were robbing graves to get food? Yes. Wasn't there... Couldn't they just find food? I'm going to remind you who these people were. First of all, they were Puritans, mm -hmm. which means that they held the Bible to the letter of the Bible. They were religious extremists that nobody liked, and then they got kicked out. And oh. you, you didn't like them? No. That's intense. Because that's not your Bible. Not at all. Okay. They... they I love the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. You know why? They were grateful, which is which is part of where Thanksgiving comes from. Mm. Um, so you got this group of religious extremists, and they're getting kicked out of everywhere. So they convince you know uh, the people in charge to let them start a colony in the New World, and they get here. and And this group of religious extremists, they don't have skills. They're not hunters or, or fisher people. You know, they're they're just really into. Talking about the Bible and, and judging other people. They were really good at that. They did sail here. They, they hired sailors to sail here. That's a good point. Sure. They're good at hiring people, which is what they did with the Native Americans. Mm. Also, when they got here, you know, these people, you know, there was already a village built by the Native Americans who just happened to die of scurvy. I've seen Plymouth Rock, you know. It's very small. Sure. I, it, to the point where... 
I don't know why they singled it out. Well, I mean, they didn't. Who did? Well, it was just why another marketing There's campaign. There's a cage around it. Why is Plymouth Rock important? Somebody picked a rock. Eventually. These The pilgrims were weird, man. They just kind of declared anything they wanted to declare. Yeah, well, you know, the truth about the times are, are not great. You know, a lot of people died that first winter. And then here's what I'll say is true and, and, and wonderful about Thanksgiving. Um, the, the Native Americans did step in and, and teach them how to, to do all the things because they didn't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. Taught them how to fish, taught them how to plant crops. And so when it came around to that fall and the harvest was successful, they did all eat together. The Native Americans weren't invited. Ah. They kind of showed up and they were like, hey, remember we helped you? And they're like, yeah. They're like, do you want to bring something for dinner? So was there an actual dinner or meal where pilgrims and Native Americans ate together? Yes, absolutely. And it was great. You know, uh, they did ask the Native Americans to contribute and sort of co-host. They brought along a bunch of deer that they shot. They're very good at hunting. It was potluck. It was potluck style, yes. Um, you know, the feast was good, but that was the only time it happened. Mm-hmm. And they immediately went back to war with each other. Here's the thing that I'll say about Thanksgiving. Its origin story is false in the fact that it was not this joyous occasion with pilgrims and Indians. It did happen one time and it was a feast and then it never happened again. However, when Thanksgiving came back, rebranded by Abraham Lincoln... It became a thing of let's get together and be grateful for what we have. So that aspect of the celebration is wonderful. You know, your people eat a lot on Thanksgiving. There's, there's no reason that you need to consume five to 8,000 calories on a single day. The, 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 the questions I have are just ever, ever opening because we, uh, I don't know when it became such a big eating holiday. I think just because it was associated with a large turkey Mm. The images were taught from childhood. But I'll tell you what, it is about gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that I want to exercise some gratitude today, first of all, for you talking to me. But, you know, I say that every week. Sure. Second of all, for the guest that we have coming on today. Mm. He came all the way from New York City. No way. And he's spending part of his time out here with us in the studio. Uh, I'm talking about none other than Drew Boudreaux. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Unbelievable singer and performer. Mm-hmm. If if Drew could sell tickets to watch him be there, and there was n- there were no other details mm-hmm. as far as like this is the Drew Boudreaux show. Yeah, you're gonna come, you're gonna sit in a theater, you're gonna pay for a ticket, and it's gonna be worth it. Sure. But I'm not telling you anything else about the show. Tell me you would buy a ticket to that. Well, I, I've got a really fun spoiler for you. Oh, yeah, what's up? I get to see the Drew Boudreaux show 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I am jealous of you yeah. in that respect. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I got a good deal. We're going to bring Drew on in just a second, but first we're going to take a break. Wow. Wow. W-O-W. Women on women. Well, yeah, and not in the way you're thinking. No, in the way that it's a podcast. It's called Women on Women. Great. What's it about, Zach? So it's hosted by the Blonde Jokes, Mm -hmm. which these ladies... They're fun. They're hilarious. Yeah, they have a good time. Blonde Jokes are a video sketch group uh, created, written, directed, and starring Casey Spivey and Heidi Marie Farron. This female comedy duo is flipping the stereotype one joke 
at a time. Yeah, a lot of people think that blondes are, are dumb. And they're not. They're just as smart as everybody else. That's right. Especially these two. It's also great that they're doing, you know, ladies talking about lady things. Because you know what? Ladies know women on women. You can check them out every Monday on the That's Entertainment Network or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow them on Twitter at the underscore, make sure you put that in, Blonde Jokes. And that is an official endorsement from God. And we're back. Yeah, we're back with Drew. What's up, Drew? Hey, God. Zach, great to see you. Good to see you, too, Yeah. Um, I heard what you said about 24-7 access to the Drew Boudreau Show. It's a good one. First first of all, I want to say thank you. And, Zach, thank you for the kind words. Um, I've all been, true. Oh, Absolutely. thank you very much. I've been working on uh, trying to make a one-man show that also involves bingo. Mm. Um, oh. I don't know what it is, but I want to take it to Off-Broadway. And, like, the bingo game lasts the whole, like, hour-and-a-half show. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the show, spoiler, everyone wins. Like, they wow. all have the same last number. And so everyone takes home some kind of prize. Yeah. But it may be like a murder mystery, and like it's a murder mystery at the bingo hall. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, all you people out there who never met Drew. Listen to this. He's talking about a thing where everyone wins. We're playing bingo. There's a murder mystery. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> Thanks, God. Yeah. Right, that was the most positive experience that you could possibly have. I just... Off-Broadway. I've created a lot of things. I didn't think of that. That's a good one. But you created this guy, and that's pretty dope. I'm pretty proud of this one. Yeah. Thanks, God. Thank you very much. So Drew is yeah. here, and uh, we're we're talking about Thanksgiving mm-hmm. in in broad strokes. What do you ask God about Thanksgiving? Well, you covered a lot of a lot of territory that I had in the in the opener. Mm. Um, one thing I am curious about God um, is, uh, are you are you the same great spirit that the natives? Native Americans prayed to because they prayed to often one monotheistic god. Yeah. And you are the monotheistic god of most of humanity. Sure. Are you the same that just goes by a different name? Oh, yeah. Everyone gives me different names. Okay. I love the Native Americans. Mm. Um, you know, part of the biggest thing about me talking to Native Americans, they really listened. Yeah. And they didn't just listen to me. They listened to animals. They listened to the wind. They listened to the trees. You know, they... They were probably the first ones to kind of pick up on the fact that everything's connected. Mm -hmm. You know, each thing has its own energetic life flowing through it. And they respected that at the same time, you know, that they understood that death is a part of the process. Mm -hmm. They were probably the first ones to sort of be really upfront about recognizing that something is what it is. You know, I'm going to kill this buffalo, but I I also don't want to die. But if I'm going to kill this thing and we're going to use it, we're going to use all of it. Because this thing's making a sacrifice so that we can live. So did they get it right more than anybody ever has? Probably. So you like their version of it better than, say, the Pilgrim's version of you. Yeah, oh, yes. I'm not a big fan of, 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 of worship. I'm a big fan of gratitude. But if you are going to worship, you know, celebrate everything. So Native Americans were just like, I love this grass. It's here. And it's great. Buffalo eats the grass, you know, and then the buffalo gets strong and then I eat the buffalo. Hmm. They understood the sort of circle of things. Whereas Puritan pilgrims were like, everything comes from God. 
put all this pressure on me to deliver in all these different ways. And I was just like, that's not how it works, man. Yeah, does that ever get weird? You know, like, I don't know, God, if you've ever been in a relationship before. but uh, you I'm know, in every relationship right now. Uh, yeah, that's not quite what I meant. But, like, Zach, when you're in a relationship that's one-sided, mm-hmm. you know, that she's way more into you uh, than you are oh, in, yes. into her. Right. I have to imagine it's a, it's a, it's a poor uh, simile, but it, that's what it feels like with the pilgrims who are so into you. Yeah. And that's got to feel weird. Well, hanging on your every word. Yeah. Well, they're not hanging on any of my words. That's part of what the problem is, is they're not actually listening. They're telling people what they think happened. Do you get angry that people put words in your mouth? Oh, yes. Do you strike, uh, lash out? I don't lash out because, man, do I see it all the time. People make bold choices, especially when we're talking about how inaccurate history is. Mm-hmm. You know, Christopher Columbus is a perfect example. He, first of all, never even landed in America. He, he never in, even made it. In the, the islands. Yes. West Indies. What exactly. Yeah. yeah, he never made it. He didn't go to Florida? Nope. Um, but the problem with history is you take somebody like Columbus, who just wasn't very good at things. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why he sailed across the ocean was because he thought the world was pear-shaped. And that it was smaller than it than it actually is. So new information. When you ask me if I get mad about things, it's mostly that I watch people do idiotic things, and then I watch somebody tell a story about it, and then a century later, Christopher Columbus discovered America, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> None of those things happened. Yeah. And this this idiot who like stumbled upon things and just loved telling stories. All of a sudden is a hero for what? Well, I think it's circling. Uh, I think the pendulum is swinging the other way now because I think a lot of people are, uh, you, uh, you know, woke to what he actually was. So a lot of people are not considering him as much a hero anymore. Sure. I'll say this, though. He was bold, bold to go across an ocean that you've never been across. Well, I'll tell you this. Most of history is created by idiotic, bold people. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason why they're bold is they're flat out ignoring reality. We would call those bros, I think, today. You know, the guys who go on their dirt bikes and take unnecessary risks right. over mm-hmm. cliffs. It's brave. It's real dumb, though. Yeah. Real well, dumb. I'll also tell you this. Sort of jackass culture. Yeah. Yeah. It is, you know, everything needs to exist in balance. If I made up the world entirely out of just super smart, very analytical people, um, a lot of things wouldn't get done. There wouldn't be these astronomical risks mm-hmm. to be taken. You wouldn't have gone to the moon. You know, going to the moon was a huge ego thing. There's no resources on the moon. <laughs> but you wanted to look cool. Yeah. And yeah. it took one guy that's like, we're going to be the coolest country. We're going to get to the moon first. Millions of dollars in resources and jobs went to this big ego dick measuring contest. <laughs> And, you know, now you travel to space. And that's the only reason. That in particular. It's like the the Yankees spending more money than the Red Sox to win a World Series. Sure. Well, you look at uh, Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison wasn't an inventor. He just stole stuff. And he knew how to hire good people. But but he himself wasn't a great man. You know, he was he was a dick. He was disliked. But did you not have Thomas Edison... You wouldn't have had so many of the things that you have right now. 
So it's a, you know, it's a trade-off. You gotta have these douchey assholes. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's refreshing to hear you speak so bluntly about people. Well, you know, they, I, they cause just as much destruction as they do moving things forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, I, I, I disagree with the other side, the extremists on any end, just as much. Um, I have some questions about Thanksgiving. Sure, please. Um, and this is to both of you. Uh, what are your favorite side dishes at Thanksgiving? Mm. My favorite side dishes are if there's like a, a, a corn souffle or some sort of a corn hash what? type thing. Tell me more. Uh, so I have a cousin, Amanda, who every year would make this like, it, I don't know what else to call it. It's like a corn Whoa. souffle, um, this fluffy kind of, you know, somewhere between cornbread and like a, a potatoy consistency. It's like a bread pudding or something like that okay. with, you know, corn in it. And for some reason, that, that really always, you know, got my giblets going. <laughs> Good one. And it's oh, I so want good. to file that under things I never have to hear again. <laughs> you might hear it before the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> right? We're talking about Thanksgiving. Well, about you? did you have one? Oh yeah. Um, my mom taught me how to make her mashed potatoes uh, uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Last year. Um, so I won't tell you the the ratio, but it's got oh family secret. Yeah. The the potatoes. Well, mostly because I don't remember. Uh, the the potatoes. Uh, heavy whipping cream. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, a lot of butter, um, sour cream, and a good helping of salt. And I, and I tell you, that heavy whipping cream, I never would have thought about that, but it makes all the difference. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell Ooh. you, my favorite thing that humans make on Thanksgiving yeah. is cranberry sauce. The Specifically the one that comes in a can. <laughs> yeah, God, the, that's, that's every kid's favorite. The cylinder. Yeah. The cylinder. Yeah. Who ever wanted food to come in this shape? It's great. <laughs> it's great. Well, it goes so well with turkey. There's no yeah. reason. It just it just cuts through that umami. Of it the does. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I make things, and I'm always fascinated by what human beings then do with them. So there's cranberries. Case in point. It's just a very tart berry. Mm-hmm. It's intense. Yeah. You know, it mixes together with the other berries. It kind of counterbalances things. But do you think that I could have ever predicted that human beings would boil it and smush it and then serve it in a can and then you cut this cylinder? I mean, there's no food I made that was intended to be in can form. This one's great. And everybody loves it. Yeah. SpaghettiOs must have knocked your socks off. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on in that. You had to talk about flour. You had to talk about tomatoes. Like... You had to talk about so many ingredients that were perverted by man. Yeah. To make this thing. Well, there's all the preservatives people add in there, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, food's got to last forever for some reason. But isn't that impressive, the ingenuity that we have to come up with? You take a thousand natural ingredients and make it into a delicious, unhealthy thing. Yeah. That's a miracle. I mean, it's remarkable to watch. It takes a lot of people, a lot of time to, yeah, yeah. to come up with these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm fascinated by what human beings do because there's so many of you, you know, all thinking your individual thoughts and your individual circumstances, the amazing things that you come up with. Drew, your bingo murder mystery night. Thank you. Where everybody wins. <laughs> you know, 
I think it's amazing. You're, you're creating new things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love it. SpaghettiOs, you... <laughs> cranberry sauce. Are you, you know, Thanksgiving is always marked by, uh, there's, there's usually one or two NFL games played on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, which is, you know, Thursday. There's usually one game played anyway on Thursday. Yeah, I think there's usually two, and the the the, the Cowboys will always play. Cowboys, I yeah. think the Redskins will always play, yeah. maybe the Packers. Um, so, uh, obviously, you didn't invent football, man invented football, but you invented man. Yeah. Um, do you watch football on Thanksgiving? Do you have any favorite teams? Well, I have to watch football because I'm everywhere. No, that's right, sorry. There's a lot of people at the game. Yeah. Football... Is a huge step up from what you used to do. What's that? Gladiator fights. Straight up barbarism. <laughs> straight, straight up everything to the death. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you're wearing pads is spectacular. It's evolution. It is. Well, because you're actually trying not to get hurt. The helmets could use work. Well, the helmets are, you know, physics can only do so much. Sure. It's a big step up. It's a big step up. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of controversy around football. You know, there's not a single sword on the field. Zach. No, yeah, we've come that far. People get injured. Some people die, but they don't die nearly as much as they used to. I'll tell you, I think that I would agree with you. It's definitely a step up from our, you know, vicious past. Yeah, I think that it's a good outlet because I believe that there is a male energy that needs, you know, some. Putting somewhere, yeah, bumping into things, sort yeah. of violent in, in, mm-hmm. in. I mean, I, you know, I enjoy playing football. Um, I certainly enjoy watching it, and I do think there's a lot of beauty to it because there's a lot of physics involved in it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy. You're talking to a guy who loves tennis, and I sure. love football for the same reasons. Um, can I tell you guys about something that like really, really gets on my nerves though? Please do. And yeah. I'm reminded of it every Thanksgiving too. So, Redskins play on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's a tradition. I, you know, yeah. I feel like I more often than not see them playing. Yeah, and it's a terrible thing when you realize where the name comes from. That's what I am saying. Mm. We're talking about a, a holiday that celebrates, you know, the Native American history of our country, and then we allow a team that's using a racial slur as their name, and I don't think there's any way around that. Well, that's the point of Thanksgiving. They didn't invite the Native Americans to have dinner. They saw them as the others. They were savages. They were immediately racist upon arrival. And that history has lasted, I don't know, I guess all throughout America? Well, we still have that team name. Yeah, Why because, do we you're, have that team because name? you're still racist. And it bothers me because I'm 90% certain the guy who owns the Redskins, Dan Snyder. Snyder, I'm pretty sure he's Jewish. And that makes me so mad, like, oh, as a Jew. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, we shouldn't be doing this. Can you can you not? You're one of the tribe. Why do you have to be one of the tribe? <laughs> exactly. You're a yeah. terrible example. <laughs> You're a terrible example. Well, I'll tell you, people defend a lot of things in their history and their tradition. And one of the things that's passed on from generation to generation is racism. It's an American tradition. <laughs> it, it may it, be no, one you're, of... No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's... Uh, I think that it's becoming less under the surface. You know, it's been made manifest in a way that's painful but important. Yes. And and progressively yes. good. Yes. Uh, you know, when you can see, it's like one of those pills that the dentist gives you that show you where all the plaque is. Like I think in the past few years, um, with certain movements, we've seen a lot of where the plaque on our country is. Yes. Sure. Yeah. 
You're making progress. Well, some of you are making progress. What's interesting about America is that every single year in your history, you've done amazing things and horrific things. Yes. At the same time. Yes. And it's different groups of people. You have a melting pot of people with different ideas. And you're trying to, you know, your, your, your politics are the perfect example of that. You keep trying to get rid of the other group's ideas. And their ideas get passed on in their group. And, yeah. you know, the war continues. It's amazing that it continues. But I think, uh, you know, progress is progress. So, yeah. Well, hope. bringing it back to football. Sure. I would rather have you play football than fighting wars with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. You've, you've really mellowed out. Like, when I look at the Old Testament, yeah, you know, you had said that you don't strike down at people who, who misinterpret your word. But that whole Noah thing, that, that was a lot. Well, we talked about that on the show. Oh, you and You know, I, I was doing a lot of helicopter parenting at the time, yeah. trying to correct things. And, yeah. you know, I learned throughout history because I actually learned things, you know, unlike some people. I, I, Why'd you look at me? God, you so no. sassy. Sorry. He looked right at me. I when saw. He said that. I was just looking at you to make contact. It just felt like you know a, a tense moment with my family on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about sure. families on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's that's rough. A big... What's your? Yeah, how's uh... my family uh, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, like we we don't really have like big blowout fights or anything. Um, my my dad is like a loyal Trumpist. Um, and so we just make it a point, like we have a powwow before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Me, my mom, my sister, and we're like, nobody bring up politics. Not a single, no one bring up politics. So, so dad's not in that powwow. No, be, just... no be, because dad doesn't realize he's the source of it. Oh, okay. Like he brings it up yeah. and then it starts. And so we just try and fireproof the area mm-hmm. by not bringing it up ourselves. And if he brings it up, we can let it roll off our backs sure. and be like, Okay, Dad, pass the potatoes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so we just try and do our best prevention. And if he starts something, we just have to be like, mm, I would rather talk about what we're grateful for. Certainly. Yeah. 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 Do you do family Thanksgivings every year, or do you do, like, Friendsgivings? Uh, well, the last three years, including this year, I'm on the road with Rudolph. Right. Um, so last year was uh, last year was in Virginia. It was, it was in Richmond. So it was a wonderfully historical, apropos place to have Thanksgiving. That's yeah. beautiful. Uh, oh, cool. In a diner. And uh, it was the whole cast. It was 20 of us plus 10 crew plus a few creatives. Uh, this year, I think we'll be in New Hampshire. So again, we'll be wow. in a historically significant area That's great. for the holiday. Um, but usually, I'm with family. Usually, I fly home mm-hmm. to my parents' house in Tahoe, and I will hang out with them. And they have my my sister has little kids, and so that's the best part. That's cool. Is asking a five year old what they're grateful for because they can't wrap their mind around what Thanksgiving means. Mm-hmm. You know, you say, "What are you grateful for?" and they have to, you know, and they, they, they have to explain what that means. Is what do you like having in your life? Mm-hmm. And then they have to be like, you know, mom and dad and cartoons. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the best. Yeah. They that's have no the idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not until you're older that you. You know, really are grateful for the the people in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and yeah. and the experiences. You know. Yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, my answer would have been something along the lines of toys. Or yeah, Star sure. Wars figures I had or something. Right. And, and I'd throw mom and dad in there to be a good boy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think the evolution of uh, friends giving has yeah, has great. been has been a joy. 
you know, the the nuclear family has changed a lot over the years. So what you're talking about in terms of families getting together to celebrate the holidays, it's super intense now. Mm-hmm. You know, people get into fights and and your family that you're born into may not necessarily be a place that you get along with anybody. Sure. Ever. And so it's just a group of people begrudgingly getting together out of obligation. An obligation they made up, by the way. Right. Yeah. You know, that's weird to watch. But like a bunch of friends saying, hey, I'm grateful for you. Love it. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And that's about that's about the extent of it. I, I Every year I have a Friendsgiving um, up in Big Bear. And it's kind of, you know, a lot of friends out here on the West Coast that are their families. Our families are all on the East Coast and stuff. So, you know, we meet and we get a place. And uh, that's pretty much the extent of it. It's just a communal thing. We enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. We eat. We celebrate the new humans that are in our lives because there's a new baby every year nowadays. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. So it's uh, it's wonderful. And I think it really um, it really crystallizes the gratitude aspect of the holiday. Yes. Too. Yes. For when it's family and it feels a little bit more obligatory, mm-hmm. yes. you take away that element of gratitude. Like it's almost like a wedding where it's like it's a show. Everything has to be perfect. We mm-hmm. all have to be there on time. The food has to be perfect. And when it's friends, uh, it is a lot more um, uh, coming from oneself, right. right? That you make the choice. These are the people that I want to hang out with because I am grateful for them. Yeah, yeah, with the family, it can get into window dressing territory where it's yeah. just like all this other stuff is important. Uh, but it's not it's not really you yeah know, it's it's about being together yeah well that brings us back full circle to this whole thing about my conflicted feelings about thanksgiving sure because the the history of the holiday is terrible sure but it, what it has brought about is actually really wonderful mm-hmm. when you when you stop and take a moment and you're grateful for the things that you have you know this is what we were talking about before about you know, the assholes that end up contributing good things to history. Yeah. You know, an asshole started Thanksgiving, but good thing he did. <laughs> right. Yeah. We yeah. made it our own. We right. made it our own. It became something really lovely. It did. Some of the time. Some of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, so I don't go in on the, like, I really enjoy Black Friday because I love having a real mellow Thanksgiving on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Relax, chill out, and then shift gears into like we're going, you know, either cyber shopping or we're going out to Walmart at like six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I don't like the the Thursday night stuff uh-huh. because then you're already in. How do I plan my night around going shopping? And it cuts into the quality time with friends. Yeah. So you know why? Why? Because you're spending a day practicing how grateful you are for the things you have. <laughs> And then the next day you practice hardcore capitalism because nothing's ever good enough in your life and you need more. I am gonna. I am actually shocked um, because I think there's two types of people in America. I think there's the people who like Black Friday, yeah, um, and I think there's the people who want to abstain from Black Friday. Uh, I didn't peg you as somebody who was like really into Black Friday. I, I tell you what, I I would be in that that uh, group of like. Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, like the super, well, not Steve Jobs, but Bill Gates, like the super lefty, humanist, uh, almost socialist who loves his tech and capitalism. Uh-huh. You know okay. what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like, it, 
if I could be any comic book hero, it'd be Tony Stark. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I love money. I love making money. Great comp. But I also love being with my friends and not talking about um, the industry or the business. Mm-hmm. Like, just taking a couple days to appreciate their company, you yeah. know? That's, cool. Wow. What a, what a beautiful distillation of that because I think that there's – it can fall into a binary where it's like you're either sure. this or you're that. And, you know, I think you've in a healthy way embraced <laughs> <laughs> embraced capitalism, Thank you, you know, yeah. and, and you still have a good head on your shoulders. It's Thanks, like, Zach. It gives well, hope for Yeah, mankind. truthfully, everything is a combination of both what it is and its opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it exists all the time, and it's wonderful in some ways. Why don't we toggle over to a couple audience questions? Let's sure. do it. Um, just uh, These are always fun, just things that listeners chip in about, and this uh, – We've got some questions about Thanksgiving. Look, this is a little bit shooting off of yours, Drew, but mm. um, it, what is just everybody's favorite Thanksgiving dish? You still going to go with the mashed potatoes? Uh, because this opens it up. You asked me about sides. I did ask you about sides, which kind of ignores uh, turkey. Um, and some people would would put stuffing with turkey, like mm-hmm. they are one and the same. Well, they go inside each other. <laughs> right. And someone has to put it there. Yeah. Well, that's why it's called stuffing. Mm -hmm. That's not a mystery. (laughs) No, it's in the etymology of the word. Yeah. Uh, It it would still probably be the potatoes. Yeah. I'm going to amend this question a little bit. This is not my favorite dish. Sure. But it's my favorite bite. Mm. If I can get a bit of... Every single thing on my plate on top of a piece of turkey and get that on my fork and get that in my mouth. That is my favorite thing, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking turkey with turkey. a little bit of green beans. Little, you, you get a green bean in there, sure. Yeah. Get a green bean, get a little mashed potatoes, get Cranberry. a little stuffing. Although, you know, depending on the moisture content, it might kind of crumble off. But hopefully it's... The more we talk about stuffing, the more I want to throw up. All right, for Drew's sake, I'll say I'll leave the stuffing out. Thank you. And I'll eat it by myself in the bathroom. But <laughs> little mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce. Yeah. I'm just, I just want every part of my tongue to be activated. The flavor of Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gravy, you know, yeah. d- dip a tip yeah. in the gravy. That's a great answer. Yeah. Do you have a favorite dish, Scott? Um, I have one that I'm shocked by. Hmm. Pecan pie. <sighs> Pecan pie is great. Well, listen. It is just a heart attack waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. It is the most intensely overloaded, <laughs> gluttonous thing that you could possibly eat. It's it per, per the, square inch. The sweetest food on the earth, short of sugar cubes. When I when I first started watching people making pecan pie, you know, it it, it felt like it was a dare. <laughs> Yes, you know, it's, it's, well, because the thing is, it's like, do you think we can do it? <laughs> do, you, do you ever <laughs> think we can increase the caloric intake of this thing <laughs> to 10 times what humans need and then survive? Do you, do you ever sit around with Beelzebub and go, are you seeing this? I would if he was real. <laughs> uh, um, You know, uh, I'm more and more amazed of like how much calories human beings think they need. Like, you're not going to go hunt for eight days after this mm-hmm. or build a home in a week. <laughs> what are you doing? Why do you need all of that energy? Uh, I think it's like caloric capitalism. It's just how far can we go? Right. How but high can our skyscrapers become? Well, let me put it this way. 
the human body was not designed to receive that much <laughs> at once. You All have, at once. You yeah. have the specs. You, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm more baffled every time I watch someone eat a piece of pecan pie after they've already consumed 4,000 calories mm-hmm. of other things. I'm just waiting for your heart to stop. Yeah. But it's dessert. <laughs> I mean, it's not... It has enough calories to be its own meal, but I think that would be... It is its own version of extreme eating. Yes. Yeah. But we're talking about Thanksgiving. This is a day about extreme eating. It is. In, in a certain... You know, yeah. From a certain point of view. You know what? When, when, when people were originally talking about the, the sin of gluttony... Yeah. They were like, well, it's because that person ate, you know, four apples in a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not if they knew what you were doing now. Four apples, Steve, would be in the clear. Well, they <laughs> wouldn't believe it was possible. That's the, it's the you know, you, you couldn't concentrate calories in the same way back then as it, you can now. The pecan pie is our version of breaking a four-minute mile. It is, yes. Yeah. That's a perfect analogy. Um, so, uh, and now you have burgers that have donuts for buns. You sound so disappointed, God. I, I'm baffled <laughs> and impressed. Let's leave it at that. All right, let's hit. Let's hit one more question, oh, and it's something that hasn't really come up. But um, sure. But I think that God would be the person to ask about this. Uh, how do turkeys feel about Thanksgiving? Oh God, man, they hate it. One of the things that they are probably the most upset about is the whole um, presidential pardon of a turkey. They're like, oh, because you let one of us live, we should all feel great about it. Oh, yeah. What a, what a slap in the face that is. What an empty symbol. Sure. It's like you do a massive genocide and you're like, we're going to kill 80,000 of you right now. But we're going to let Frank live. <laughs> Satisfied? You feel better? Feel better? Yeah. No, because Frank has to live on knowing he just survived a <laughs> genocide. All of his friends and family are dead. And he has to live on until next year. Well, guess what? You don't get pardoned twice. No, you don't. I mean, what a lottery to win. It's not winning. No, you, they do. They go to the they go to the the Disneyland petting zoo. Oh, I thought they went out to stud or something no. like that. What? That's what I thought. I thought Is that a gay bar? No. <laughs> no, like when uh you know, when a horse when a really winning horse yeah. it retires, and yeah. then they just have them have sex with female horses. And oh, okay. Like so I wasn't far off. You weren't far off. <laughs> no. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you, here's a mix, because there's two different types of turkeys. There are turkeys that are raised specifically for food, and then there are wild turkeys. Mm-hmm. So the turkeys that are raised specifically for food, you know, it's kind of like cult people when they're, they're, they're prepping for the, the end of the world. This is the big day. Mm-hmm. So they're a little bit more excited about Thanksgiving because they have an all-consuming destiny. So when it comes true, they feel better about it. Wild turkeys, they're scared shitless. Do you get a lot of turkey prayers like starting in November? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That may be, uh, that, that may be a bleak outlook. But you know what? There's only one word that's on my mind today. What? Gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. Uh, yeah. I just... Uh, I just want to thank both of you for being here. Um, Drew, you particularly. Thank you. Coming thanks. all the way over here. Yeah, thanks. it's what a, a pleasure. What a sweetheart. Thanks. Um, and I feel, uh, I feel great that I could spend Thanksgiving with you guys. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, this is just awesome. Well, uh, I'm grateful that I got to spend uh, my time with, with you guys, uh, Zach. Uh, God, I'm always with you. Thank you. Sure. Um, yeah, we hang out. We do hang out. We do. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, just grateful for this holiday season and for uh, the the opportunities that I that I get to that, that are presented to me this holiday season. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Drew, you got a lot of things going on. Why yeah. don't you tell a wonderful audience? Sure. You know, about your about your stuff. Sure. Well, I'm I'm leaving on the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer musical tour, and uh, I'll be gone uh, November and December. So if you've mm-hmm. ever seen the 1960s animated cartoon, uh, I play the evil boss elf who yells at Hermie a lot. It's hilarious. <laughs> He's top notch. <laughs> uh, thank you, God. And uh, my big thing right now is I'm doing a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, internet. Funnies uh, mm-hmm. around Broadway musicals. So I make funnies for um, how to end a musical in one line, mm-hmm. uh, and that's on the Instagrams and the TikToks and the YouTubes. Uh, my name in all of them is at Drew Boudreau. Great. Yeah. Awesome. And as always with us, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, write us your questions at, at Podcast, and uh, leave us a review. Like and subscribe. Yeah, review's super important. We mm-hmm. reiterate this every week, but it, it, it is certainly appreciated. Yeah. And this is coming out on Thanksgiving, so I hope wherever you are celebrating Thanksgiving that you're with people that you actually like and that you're actually grateful for. And if you're not, you know, the day's only so long. You'll get through it. And if you're not, we're here. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. Go duck away from the party and listen to this podcast. That said, happy holidays, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Entertainment and culture. Artist owned. Fan supported.